me to the book. I'll tell you what, we're going to start in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. I got four verses for you. And in 2020, if you haven't started reading your Bible, let's start today. Isaiah chapter 43, verse uh, 15. And we'll pick it up. It'll be on the screen for you. This is Isaiah, one of the four major prophets in the Old Testament. He's speaking, the Spirit of God speaking to the children of God, which I believe represent us in that day. God says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters. How many is glad he's a way maker? Making a dry path through the sea. I called forth mighty armies of Egypt with all the chariots and horses, and I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like smoldered candle wicks. I like that. But watch verse 18. But forget all that. Can y'all say that with me? Forget all that. That's God. It is nothing. This is what's for you guys today in 2020. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. For I am about to do something brand new. And then he asks you a question. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in dry wastelands. This morning I want to speak to you from a simple subject. It won't look like what you think. Father, we love you. We thank you that your grace is sufficient in all things. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I love this story. Turn me down just a little bit, Alex. I love this story because, um, first of all, it's talking about real people. See, the children of Israel, spiritually those the, uh, and naturally, these are God's children. These are God's people. Many of you know the stories of Moses and how he was called to lead over two million people. He's the first pastor scripturally in, in the Bible that would have that chose to say yes to God and lead his people. But but the Lord's speaking here in our text, and he's saying a few things, and I don't want you to miss it. Verse 15 says, He is the Lord, and that He is the Creator and King. If there's one thing I don't want you to miss before you leave here, maybe you've never been to church, maybe you got a flyer that we sent you in the mail or we knocked on your door. And you want to see what's up with these crazy people that's knocking on my door in the rain. Listen, the only thing we want people to know is that Jesus is, is the King of kings and He is the Lord of lords. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And everything about Him is everything that we desire. And just like he's, the Isaiah was saying in the book in chapter 43 it here, I want you to understand he, God's still Lord. He's still Creator. He's still Master. And before you leave this place, if you don't know him as Lord, that's our prayer. Is that you understand, not only is he Lord, not only is he creator. Look, he's a way maker. How many has ever known him to be a way maker? See, until you've ne- if you've never been stuck, if you've never been in a hard place, then you don't, you don't know what it's like to need a way maker. But if you've ever had your back against the wall and you needed a healer, the doctors gave you a bad report, you needed a deliverer, maybe you needed a, some bills paid and you needed a provider, and you looked into Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith... If you don't haven't experienced that yet, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you've been in a tight place, somebody say, thank you, Jesus, for being a way maker. He's a way maker in your life. The children of Israel had to be reminded of this consistently. Because of their disobedience, because of their stubbornness, and actually King James says at one time, because of their stick 
They're st- uh, hard-necked, stiff, and ho- stiff heart, stiff, stiff-necked and hard-necked, maybe that way. Uh, they, these people were hard-headed. And, 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 and God was constantly having to teach them some things. And many of us can be hard-headed and stuck in our ways because it's just the way it's always been. What I want you to understand, what God wants to do in your life, it, it may not look quite the way you expect it to look. See, I'm from Texas. If you can't tell from my accent yet, I'm a Texas boy. And honestly, I never thought that I would be here in Cincinnati, Ohio, Newtown, Ohio, at the age of 41 as of Friday. And I wouldn't have thought that God would have transitioned or shifted my life to this place. It doesn't look the way I expected it to. What I've learned is not to always try to figure God out. Can I just tell you, you will never figure God out. The children of Israel were having problems trying to figure out what the Lord was going to do. And I like our passage in the text. God was saying to the children of Israel, I want to bless you, but I don't want to just bless you to bless you. I want to bless you to make you a blessing. Can I tell you something? God wants to bless you so that you'll be a blessing. He wants to call you out of darkness so that you can be in his light and lead somebody else out of darkness. That's what our lives is all about. And the moment we forget that, listen, you can, if, if you've forgotten it, maybe you've been in church your whole life. That's who I'm talking to. Because sometimes we can go through church and be so churchy, we get caught up in the motions and in the, uh, the transitions and, and in the uh, programs. And before we know it, we're, getting, we're so churchy, we miss out on what the Holy Spirit needs to do and has called us to do for the kingdom. And it is to be a light and an example. I love the way that the, the Holy Spirit through this passage says, forget about all the miracles I've done for you in the past. Because what I'm going to do for you next is going to blow your mind. Sometimes in life, things change. The Bible says this, God is a God of, that is a God that wants to be sought after. A God that wants to be hungered for. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Look, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I hear their cry to heal their land. See, it's a process. As we put ourselves in a place of humility, God shows up and transforms and changes our circumstances. When we walk in surrenderance to Him, we see His hand moving in a mighty way. There's a few things I want you to understand. Your part is pursuing Him. His part is manifesting His glory in your life. Sometimes we get to the place where we want to get, get, get. But God's Word, it shifts and says, If you'll give, then you'll receive. Luke chapter 38. Many of us want everybody to forgive us. Let it slide. Let it go. But the Bible says if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you in the book of Matthew. See? It's a give and take. Luke chapter 14 says it like this. If you've ever wanted to be praised or had your, have your back patted and say, man, you did a good job. We all like to be told that. But the Bible says this in the book of Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 6 and 15 it says, if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will forgive you. Luke 14 says, for he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. More than being patted on the back, more than being the man in the spotlight, God wants his people to have a heart of humility. We all want to live and, and live life to the fullest and 
And, but God says uh, through Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not always what we see. God says, I want you to trust me even when you can't see it. I need you to know that I'm still there. It's not going to look the way you expect it to look. Well, I'll trust you if I see it. No, no. Scripture's real clear. Sometimes you've got to move when you don't know where to go. You just keep moving forward. Never degress. Never walk backwards. My point is, in, in life as a leader, as a servant, as a son, as a daughter of God, all of us have a passion to lead. I think there's, there's a seed in all of us. I think there's a, 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 a desire in our hearts to, to be an example. And all of us want to do right. But listen, before you can uh, be a leader, the Bible says you have to learn how to serve. Mark chapter 10 verse 43 says it like this, But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave to everyone. What Jesus was saying in that passage is that if you want to be a uh, made first, you got to learn how to be last. If you want to be a leader, you got to first learn how to serve. See, it doesn't look the way you expect it to look. Well, I'm number one. Well, he says, you'll be last. But I'm, in, I'm last. He says, you'll be first. See, he'll make you, you may be below, but the Bible says that you're not, you're not the tail, you're first. You're, you're not last. You're above only. You're never beneath. God, God has never forgotten you, but sometimes he needs us to get to a place where we trust him Beyond all shadows of doubt. And today, it may be different. This, this is a different place, maybe. Uh, maybe I'm a different guy. Maybe uh, the people around here, some, you're not used to this atmosphere. Music's a little louder than what you're used to. Listen to me. Things change. Things shift. In 2020, I believe God's going to change things like we've never seen them before. I believe He's going to use the unusable. He's calling the uncalled. He's looking for the prostitutes. He's looking for the homosexuals. He's looking for the drunkards. He's looking for the drug addicts. He's going to look for people who will say, I'm hungry for something. Come on. I, I, there's no limitations when it comes to the things of God. We're not building a, a building. We're building His church. We're building a church where the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against that church. Will there be lies? Will there be people that are hating on you? Will there be people pointing fingers and laughing at you? Absolutely. But give God praise for it because you must be doing something that's causing the devil to get upset. Come on. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you with three things uh, that may help you through 2020. This first Sunday, we just, I just want you to know something. I want you to understand that your life, life matters. And sometimes when things don't work out the way we expect them to work out, we get discouraged. We get defeated. That's what happened to the children of Israel. And God was trying to teach them, let the past go. I'm going to do a new thing. Somebody shout a new thing. Okay, so in 2020, three things to remember while believing for a new beginning. Write this down. Don't look for your miracle to look like it used to. Now listen, that don't make sense until you need a miracle. Or maybe you received a miracle. Maybe you got a healing. Maybe you... I was praying for a young lady by the name of Nicole. We were out on the streets sharing the gospel. We stopped at, at uh, Cain's Chicken of all places. The team's in there, and I don't know if she's here or not, but uh, she was in there to get a job. And we just, I mean, the whole team was ready to pray for anybody and everybody. We were pumped. 
as we was praying for people, taking our orders, say, hey, have you been saved? Do you know Jesus? I, I, that's the way it should be. And we were in there messing things up. And this young lady's over here in the corner waiting for the manager to come. I said, what's your name? And I don't know if she thought I was going to take her order or not. But she said, uh, I'm just here to get a job. I'm, I'm fixing to go to uh, uh, meet the manager. So I said, hey, I believe God's going to give you this job. Not only is he going to give it to you, but you're going to, you're going to, give, uh, you're, you're going to uh, be very successful in it. And I think you're going to be promoted real quickly. She's looking at me crazy. I said, tell you what, let's pray right now. She said, right now? I said, yeah, right now. And, and so we prayed. I said, God, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give her this young lady uh, this job and that you're going to promote her and you're going to use her. This is only the beginning. So I prayed that. And I said, hey, do you know Jesus? She said, no. I said, do you know where you're going if you, if you died today? She said, well, I'm not really for sure. I said, why don't we pray salvation right now? She accepted Jesus right there. And before she left, she came and found me with a big smile on my face. She said, Pastor Darren, I just want you to know, not only did you lead me to Jesus, but I just got the job. Come on. Hey. See, it doesn't look like you think it's going to. I didn't have to take time to do that, but I just, the Holy Spirit works in different ways. And I want you to understand, it's not, it's not always going to look the way you expect it to look. And sometimes your miracle will come in different ways. Uh, it's interesting that in, in the Old Testament book of Exodus, when God was leading the children of Israel out of bondage, after he takes them out of 400 years of bondage and they're leaving the Egyptians' captivity, Pharaoh's let God's people go. They, and as they're about to go to the promised land, they, they come before another obstacle. How many has ever been going to victory and all of a sudden another obstacle hits you? You get a phone call, your husband messes up, slap, and, you know, his husband's always mess up. But, you know, just when you think you got him trained, it does something else stupid. And, and all of a sudden, so he's, they're standing before the Red Sea and they're like, oh man, we just left. Now we're stuck here, we're about to die. Because they see and hear the chariots coming because now Pharaoh's done changed his mind. And he's going to take them out. And what's God do? God performs a miracle. Raises the waters. You know the story. Takes them through dry ground on the, in the Red Sea. They get on the other side. And then the Bible says that God drowns all of Pharaoh's armies. God does a miracle with the water. That way. But watch. Then he does a total different miracle when he gets them in the desert. They start complaining. There's no water. There's no uh, food. And they start whining and and griping, we should have just stayed where we were. We had it all together. Watch what happens. God flips the script. He used water to kill people last time. Then he decides to bring water out of a rock and sustain two million people. That's a big water fountain, I'm just telling you. Two million people for 40 years, not just a day. See, God can use anything at any time. You just got to learn how to trust him in the circumstances, in the situations you're at. Too many times we give up. We quit. We throw in the towel. The Bible says in Luke chapter 5 verse 37 says this. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. And the wine will run out and wineskins will get ruined. Some of you are getting excited about the wine. That's not what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about the wineskin. Because so many times, God's trying to do a new thing, and we're trying to put a new thing in an old thing. And what the Scripture's teaching is you, you can't put something new in something old. That's why when you get saved, if any man be in Christ Jesus, old things, my old way of thinking, my old way of talking, my old way of how I'm looking at things, my old way of hating on people, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And what he's saying in that passage is you can't put something that's new 
that's supposed to grow, that's supposed to expand. It's supposed to, when it's stored up and sealed, it's supposed to uh, ferment. And, and, and you got to give it room to expand. If you don't make room for God to do something new in your life, whatever's growing is eventually going to explode. Guys, don't, don't, con- don't contain your ladies. If she explodes, there's going to be a mess. Come on. And you got to give God, you got to give people grace. You got to give God, God opportunity to change a husband, change a wife, change your son or daughter. Don't give up. Maybe your first son got saved, delivered, and set free the first week you prayed. But you've been praying for your other son or daughter for the last 7, 8, 10, 12 years. Listen, one of the daughters of one of my dream team was, was uh, at an apartment we went out to this week. She's been praying for her for years. And today she's here, gave her heart to Jesus in the apartment complex, and her life has been changed. I'm just telling you, you could be praying and God do something supernaturally in a way you never thought he would do it. It'll never look the way you think it will. So number one, your miracle will not look like it used to. Number two, don't be more committed. Watch this. To a system more than you are to the source. And that's, that's real simple, but I need you to catch it. Because see, systems represent religion. Some of the, hmm, 90, I'm going to say 90% of the time, we were even when we were knocking on the doors, but when someone heard we were starting a church, the first thing out of people's mouth were, uh, what religion are you? And I don't try to talk about religion to them. The first thing I say is Jesus. Because I ain't about denomination. We don't care about denomination. I've looked from the front book, Genesis, to the back book, Revelations, and I can't find any type of denomination. The only thing I find is in the, in the beginning was God. God created the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then I find out that Jesus is coming back for a bride without spot nor wrinkle. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, purple, blue. He's coming back for people who said, here I am. You can use me. Jesus, I choose to follow you. That's who he's coming back for. You say, but you don't know where I've been. I don't, but he does. And in spite of where you've been, his grace is still sufficient. But I don't worship like y'all. I don't clap like you. Listen, it's brand new. Try it. It's just clapping. Yeah, but y'all raise hands. That's okay. You raise hands too when your wife says yes. Hey, Jesus said yes to you. We got a reason to raise our hands and say, I'm surrendered because of what you've done for me on the cross. Yeah, but y'all are laughing and cutting up. You're too excited for me. Let me tell you something. If you were saved from hell, you'd be happy and excited too. We got a reason to be happy. My God, the Cowboys lose all the time, but I still shout, Woo! I jump off, off my seat when they, when they score a touchdown because that's my team. This is your team. What better way to... Worship and magnify and give God glory than to come into one house for one purpose as one people. No matter where, what denomination or background or, or circumstances or system you come out of, come in this house, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, and give him praise for one reason. We're all on our way to heaven. Yeah. So don't trust the system more than you trust your source. The children of Israel got to the place where they were trusting a system. That's why they started, uh, Moses was up praying and talking to God for him. And they said, hey, you know what? Source ain't showed up in a while. Moses has been gone for a few days. Aaron, could you make us a calf? We need something to look at, touch, feel. 
and uh, we need to see a, something gold up here. Let's, we need to have some church. They were caught up in their, in their system. And listen, church is more than a building. Can I teach you something? You're the church. Where it gets hairy and where we get a little uncomfortable is that we're supposed to be the church without spot and without wrinkle. And then we, because we're caught up, we don't, have, we don't know who we are. Okay? What I want you to know in, at Vessel United, the identity that you're supposed to have is you are a son. You're a daughter. I got a 16-year-old son around here somewhere. He's probably with his girlfriend. There he is on the back row. Quit talking. I see you. Yeah. Six inches, son. Yeah. That's good. Ethan's been raised in church. He's went through some trouble. His mama died when he was 10 years old. She died in my arms. He saw her take her last breath. My daughter, she's, she's, she's uh, 12 now, going on 22. She was six years old when, when they saw her mom die. But see, they had more than just a system to hold on to. What are you holding on to? Are you holding on to your denomination, your King James Bible? Praise God for King James, but NLT's got a pretty good thing saying it. Say it. Don't get caught up in the, the, the structure of so much that we're so structured. and we, we, you got to know who you are in Christ. I said that because my kids know who they are. They have an identity. They know that if they need something, they can come to dad. And it doesn't matter how many times they've messed up. It doesn't matter how, where they've been, how dirty they are. Dad's going to say, come here, let me slap you for a second. I'll slap them. Then I'm going to love them. And everything I've got belongs to them. Why? Because I'm their dad. When you trust your source, when you know your identity as a son or as a daughter, you don't have to worry about where you've been. I don't care what you're smoking, what you're drinking, what you're looking at, and neither does dad. He just wants you to say, hey, I ain't got it figured out and I ain't perfect, but if you'll accept somebody like me, I'm saying yes today. It's a process. But it starts with you saying yes to him. So I know, I know hurt. I know pain. I was married for 17 years. Been pastoring for over 20 years. Been in business my whole life. That's how I make a living. But ministry is what I'm called to do. And I don't think that God ever allows you to go through anything without a purpose. And if I, 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 could, I could stay up here all day and tell you it, didn't, it doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look. That's why I know this message today that God gave me for 2020 to talk to somebody in this, in this house today was to tell you just because it don't look the way you think it's going to look doesn't mean it ain't going to turn out the best it's ever turned out before. I serve a God that is a God who works all things out for the good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Do you love him? Do you believe you've been called? See, I want you to understand you're a son. You're his daughter. He knows you. Even while you were in your mother's womb, the Bible says he foreknew you. He told Jeremiah, he said, I, I, I ordained you a prophet even in your mama's womb. I got news for you. What was good for Jeremiah is good for you today. He knows who you are. And in spite of all your weaknesses, he says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I don't care if you're a businessman housewife or you're a young person in here who's hooked on drugs maybe addicted to pornography Sometimes something that's holding you back so we all got struggles when my wife died her name was Ashley I celebrate her all the time 
my wife died, you'd have thought my life was over. But one of the last things she told me as I held her in my arms before she took her last breath and, said, and told me she wanted me to preach her funeral, she said, Darren, I want you to keep winning souls. You're taking your last breath and you want to tell me? Not only to preach your funeral, but keep winning souls. I don't even care about church right now. My best friend's fixing to die. You see, it didn't look the way I thought it would look. I thought God was going to raise her up. I thought God was going to heal her of that cancer. Things were looking so good. But then it flipped. What are you going to do when things flip? I got remarried not long after. Probably too soon. I didn't know she was crazy. Come on, somebody. She done flipped a wig four months after I got married. I said, oh, God, what did I do? Ah, she's still a good lady. She's just bipolar. I don't know. Came home one day after a while, and she done emptied the bank account in the house. Come on. Bless her. It didn't look the way I thought it was going to look. She still had good in her. We weren't all perfect. Things didn't look the way I thought they would look. I'm just telling you, you can't throw in the towel. I trusted my source more than the system. Because the system says you're a statistic. The system says you're a failure. The system says you've messed up. Nobody's going to use you. God don't love you. He's forgotten about you. I've been in church my whole life. Never did the party thing. Never did the, the, all the things that you do when you party. I just never lived that way. So my, my thoughts are all things work together for good. He reigns on the just and the unjust. And I'm going to leave you with this last thought. Number three. It's not about the how. It's about the who. It's not about the how. Knowing how is not as important as knowing who. How are you going to fix this? How are you going to mend my broken heart? How are you going to put my children's lives back together? I'm so glad that I knew the who. Who could take my broken dreams. Who could take my faith that was down and discouraged. And through lots of prayer, continued study, even when I didn't want to read the Bible, it was His Word that gave me peace. you got to know this Word. The Bible says heaven and earth is going to pass away, but His Word is forever settled in heaven. You don't need another drug. You don't need another drink. You need Jesus and the Word. He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. It was a Word that sustained me. It was a Word that taught me who my Redeemer was. Jesus not only restored me. Come here, baby. But he gave me double for my trouble. And here I am today in a room with good people like y'all. Moved from Texas here in old Newtown, Ohio with a beautiful blonde. I got the best. Watch. Don't go nowhere. She got to hold on what God gives you. And she ain't crazy, thank Jesus. 
But we've chosen, decided, you know what, Lord? No matter what it costs us, no matter what it takes, we just want your kingdom to, be, to flow through us. We want to build people. We want to give hope. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But we can tell you some things not to do because we've messed them up. And we can stand here today and tell you our family is whole because what the enemy meant for bad, the who in our life turned it for good. Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at darrenfarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms. And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.